0: Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different great varieties, the different regions, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode, we focus on New York State. New York City itself is, of course, a very famous city, known for its art and its culture and its history, and also for its wine consumption as well, a very competitive market. A lot of European wine is found in New York, so very... um, educated consumers but is less well known for its wine but it is an important producer and is actually the third biggest producer of wine in the U.S. after California and Washington and just ahead of Oregon but it's only in recent years that it's been associated with quality. Plantings of vines in New York State as well, like the rest of the East Coast began with the uh, with the pilgrims planting crops such as vines, but finding it very difficult for, to ripen vinifera because the climate is quite extreme, um, with uh, very very cold winters and short summers. They also have experimented with uh, native vines, which are a different species from vitis vinifera, which is found across Europe. But found that the wines made from those vines were very strange. They have a, um, odd aromas, which are, which you don't really associate with wine itself. And these are are called foxy aromas. These vines are of course very important because they provide the rootstock for Vitis vinifera to protect it from phylloxera but wine made from these uh, vines can be quite odd. But hybrids created to produce wine in these cold conditions either from crossings of different uh, American species or crossings of vinifera with American species still thrive in New York State as they do across many of the um, other states in the US where wine is made apart from the west coast. And a lot of these plantains can just be for table grapes, they can also be for jam and jelly but some of them are made into wine and so some important hybrids to know about and um, some American crossings are Concord, Catawba and Delaware and Delaware apparently can make good sparkling wine, though I'm sceptical I have to admit. And then black varieties such as Niagara. Duchess, Elvira and Diamond, and of those Niagara is the most important of the black varieties uh, both for table grapes as well as for making wine and for the white varieties Concord is by far the most important again very important for jam and table grapes not just for making wine from them but then the vinifera American crossings such as El Blanc Vidal Blanc and Vignole are usually used for for wine and Sauvignon Blanc can be made in a, a variety of styles from quite neutral and simple to oaky and rich. Uh, Vidal Blanc and Vignot are made more for sweet wine, so Vidal Blanc especially for ice wine. And the black uh, hybrids, Bacon Noir which is um, also used in Armagnac, Chamboussin, Marichal Foch, Deschonac and Chancellor. So a lot of these wines are only really found locally uh, because hybrids don't have um, a very high reputation Um, when they were planted in Europe they produced low-quality wine and now are banned for quality wine production so it's difficult to export these wines although some producers and critics are trying to emphasize that there can be quality wine made from these hybrid varieties. But more importantly in terms of quality and in terms of export are the vinifera plantings and vinifera was first planted back in the 1950s by Dr. Konstantin Frank who's a Ukrainian And he experimented with which vinifera varieties would work in New York State, which would thrive in the cool climate and um, Dr. Constantin Frank is still a winery now based in the Finger Lakes and very famous for their Riesling which is of very good quality and sparkling Riesling as well as um, still Riesling. And Riesling is the most important uh, vinifera variety in New York State and it produces um, good quality wines with very high acidity and so there's often some residual sugar in these wines to offset that high acidity. Chardonnay is also grown and kind of a more shabby like style and also Gewürztraminer as well uh, can ripen here. Though Gewürztraminer is not as fashionable a great variety as Chardonnay or even Riesling so you don't see it too much. And then on Long Island, and I'll talk about the different AVAs in a moment, uh, Sauvignon Blanc can work uh, well. It's actually a bit tricky to get ripe in the cooler regions of New York, but on Long Island it can get ripe and can be very good. Likewise with Merlot, on Long Island can produce exceptional uh, quality wines. Cabernet Franc is more popular when you get further inland into the cooler regions producing Loire style wines. I've also had some excellent Gamay from New York State and also some Blaufrankisch as well which I think is of quite of some interest and uh, that's the Austrian grape variety so we'll see if that becomes um, uh, more fashionable. Cabernet Sauvignon is tricky Uh, certainly inland in the cooler areas it won't ripen it can get ripe on Long Island but Merlot is more um, consistent because it ripens earlier than Cabernet Sauvignon so the Bordeaux blends found on Long Island are usually Merlot dominant so a lot of different grape varieties planted in New York according to the the local climate which does change quite a bit according to fashion as well so still lots of hybrids both um, American hybrids and crossings with um, vinifera but vinifera plantings get in higher and higher as the quality of New York wine increases. So though the history of New York wine goes back to the early days of the settling in the state, the history is uh, really quite recent. And there were small quantities planted in Hudson River in the 1840s and then Finger Lakes began in the 1850s with hybrids and there were over nine and a half thousand hectares of vines in Finger Lakes by the end of 19th century, producing still and sparkling white wines. Then of course prohibition happened and Finger Lakes became the dominant region as it is today, with hybrid grapes but also blending uh, wine from California. So no real emphasis on high quality wine from vinifera and as I mentioned it's only in the 1950s that vinifera was first successfully planted in New York State but what really um, opened New York wine up was the Farm Winery Act of 1976 which allowed direct sales to consumers which helped small wineries and growers and really led to the development of Long Island in particular so a lot of the producers there date back to the late 70s, early 1980s but also in general in Finger Lakes. There's now 416 wineries across New York State, and most of these have been established since 1976. And that of course coincides with the rise of vinifera varieties and the rise of quality, so New York's still um, getting going, but it's quite dynamic and really looking to push on. There's nearly 15,000 hectares in total planted in New York State, and it's a significant part of the state's agricultural economy. Providing thousands of jobs, millions of dollars in taxes, and attracting 5 million tourists a year. Only 33% of the grapes grown are for wine production. So, as I mentioned, a lot of those hybrids are for jellies and jams, and also for juice and table grapes as well. So let's look at the different AVAs of New York State. The most important is Finger Lakes, which is 90% of New York production, and that's been an AVA since 1982. And there are two sub-AVAs in Finger Lakes, Seneca Lake and Cayuga Lake. So why is this region called Finger Lakes? Well, you just look at a map and it really does look like uh, fingers, it looks like um, someone's hand. And these are lakes which were carved by Ice Age glaciers and they provide a good air circulation and water drainage and there's fewer temperature extremes as well and so um, again if you look at a map you'll see most of the wineries are based right on the banks of the finger lakes um, because that really does provide the ideal um, conditions for growing vinifera and gentle slopes rising up from the lakes and just having the more consistent temperatures and Riesling is the best grape here for sure as well as Cabernet Franc for red wines And there are 119 wineries in the Finger Lakes, uh, 23 in Cayuga Lake and 43 around Seneca Lake. So those are the two most important of those lakes. And in part that's because of the depth of the lakes. Um, These can go as deep as uh, 180 meters. So that again is just maintaining a consistent temperature with that deep body of water. And given that it accounts for 90% of production, it's no surprise that Finger Lakes is the region you're most likely to find outside the New York market. And quality is certainly getting higher and higher. And then further west is Lake Erie, um, which is one of the Great Lakes, which um, forms a border between Canada and uh, New York. And in general, New York's climate and the great varieties and the styles of wine are very similar to Ontario across the border as a point of comparison. And Lake Erie provides protection from the extremes. The AVA actually includes three states, not just New York, but also Pennsylvania and Ohio. There are 17 wineries here, which isn't very many, considering it actually covers over 16,000 hectares of land. There's 7,700 hectares of plantings. But the reason there aren't that many wineries is because most grapes are for juice and table grapes, uh, a legacy of prohibition. And then, going uh, towards New York, Hudson River is about 65 kilometers north of New York, and wine has actually been made here continuously for 300 years. In fact, the oldest winery in the US that's still in operation is the Brotherhood Winery, which was established in 1839, so a bit of history here. And this AVA has a valley which acts as a conduit for maritime air and weather from the Atlantic. And there's lots of different soils here as well, shale, schist, slate, and limestone, which comes from the the glaciers which formed the valley. Small, 95 hectares, but there's actually 49 wineries, which is an incredible amount of wineries for such a small AVA. And that includes one of the world's largest kosher wineries uh, called Royal Kadem, or the Royal Wine Company. And the reason there's so many wineries is because they're sourcing fruit from outside the AVA, not just in the AVA. East of New York is the Long Island AVA and this is divided into two separate AVA's, the Hamptons and North Fork AVA's and they're 120 kilometers east of New York City and there are 66 producers here and custom crush is important and land here is expensive, a lot of these wineries as I mentioned were established in the 70s and 80s when it was a bit cheaper, it's pretty hard now to um, buy new land. The Hamptons is a very famous um, resort for New York, and that's right on the Atlantic Ocean. And there's actually very few wineries in the Hamptons. Uh, Channing Daughters is one that's uh, interesting, uh, quite natural in their approach. Uh, Vulva Estate is another one established in the early 1980s. That's the, um, kind of the South Fork of um, the Long Island. And then on the North Fork, literally called North Fork AVA, there are more wineries in that area and this receives more protection from the Atlantic Ocean. So the major hazard for Long Island or hurricanes, are hurricanes coming in from the Atlantic Ocean. And so the Hamptons is a bit more exposed and North Fork a little bit cheaper in its land and a bit more protected. In general, the climate of Long Island is very similar to Bordeaux with a maritime, moderate maritime climate. So no surprise that the grape varieties which work best are Merlot and Cabernet Franc because they can always be ripened fully and so thinking of a right bank style of bordeaux rather than left bank and with a similar climate to bordeaux uh, the growing season in long island is longer than the other new york regions in fact it's three weeks longer and so this is why we're finding the bordeaux style wines rather than riesling or wines similar to the loire valley and those bodies of water which um, separate north fork from the hamptons make the area temperate so that does moderate extremes so again uh, interesting growing conditions on Long Island and there can be some good wine coming from Long Island though like the rest of New York can be inconsistent partly because of vintage variation also because people are still learning the first commercial vineyard in Long Island is 1973 still still early early days for this AVA as with the rest of New York despite its long history And then there's another new AVA, Niagara Escarpment, which is small, just 352 hectares and 17 wineries. And this is on the southern shoreline of Lake Ontario, just the other side of Canada. And there's a limestone escarpment, which gives its name to the AVA, and the lake provides protection. In many of these AVAs, water is very important um, in providing um, protection in the extreme climate and enabling the production of vinifera vines. Niagara Escarpment is best known for its ice wine, just like uh, Canada on the other side of the border, and Vidal Blanc might be the grape that's used for that, um, which is hardy to uh, spring frosts, which can also be an issue in many of these New York AVAs. So that's the wines of New York State. Very interesting. Lots of new things going on here, working with great varieties, Riesling's established, but then experimentation with varieties like Gamay and Blaufrankisch. A region to look out for as producers become more confident and more certain and more assured. So thank you for listening. This is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.